Hey, drama makes better news. All right, we, lo we're, we love to rubberneck. I give you one word. Ornithorhynchus. That escalated quickly. You know what I'm saying? You are the best kept secret in the universe. Lots of luck on this trip to the moon. This is the Brian Suits Show. I am 770 KTJH. It is uh, Brian Suits here. Historic low tide at a place where I, I had a steak so rare. Yesterday, I felt like I was doing an autopsy. I'll tell you all about it in granular minutia right after this. Let's get you to work with the right way traffic. Hey, I'm some KTTH. Brian Suits here with producer Greg. Do you follow me on the Instagram, Greg? I don't follow you on the Instagram. I follow you on the Twitter. Um, Brian does junk on, on Instagram. Okay. And uh, I was at a uh, unnamed regional state capital uh, and uh, in, 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 in a, a restaurant that's water adjacent. And at 2.15-ish yesterday... Um, the lowest tides we've seen like in 25 years, like, like at Alki, you know, it looks like the Great Salt Lake or something really, really low. Yeah. My kids went there the other day and it was like they were visiting the aquarium with all the, uh, wildlife out there and sea creatures they yeah. were able to check out. It's pretty fun. Say like Jacques just said, the sea creatures. Creatures. And, and it's, it, it's, uh, so low. Uh, that like all everyone's everyone's tossed bottles and stuff that normally at a normal low tide some Seattle do-gooder is going to pick it up and you know throw it away or whatever but now now they're all out there and there where I was sailboats that were tied up to this dock as as it as it lowered their keels got stuck in the mud or and they were leaning over it was that low and I took a picture of it because it uh, didn't happen if there's not a picture um. So a couple things uh, we'll get to this this radical pro-abortion group is basically turning into a terrorist group but no no one's going to call them that but it's called Jane's Revenge <clears throat> they're the ones that uh I think firebombed a place in Pennsylvania and and all that anyway we'll we'll uh, get to that don't get trampled in the rush of 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 uh, vaccinating your 5-year-old with uh, the new covid vaccine and this is what's you can you can see coming a mile away uh, is I'm I'm not sitting here chomping at the bit for the FDA approval for any of the vaccines for kids under five. And nor if I had a kid under five, I wouldn't vaccinate said kid um, because they're statistically immune to this as it is. And I, and I mean, maybe a doctor can talk me off the ledge. This is just my opinion, just mine. I'm not, you understand, I'm not a scientist out loud. And uh, it, it, it's, it's this, that, let's give it a couple of years, okay? Then maybe I would vaccinate my kid. But I'm not going to be first in line to vaccinate with a brand new vaccination uh, a kid that is statistically immune. There's a prominent politician that agrees with you, Brian. Well, and and and, and here here's the the deal. I'm about to play uh, him him them. Uh, uh, he also wants us to come and, and uh, kill his pythons out of his uh, swamp. If that's not too much of a of a hint. Um, and now, granted, if I had a kid that had I don't know what comorbidity you you have at the I guess you can, they can identify diabetes or whatever. 
then you know you you be you you make your own decision i'm just i'm just saying this is almost a requirement with uh, this is almost a a authorization without a requirement you know i mean it because and i'll i'll give you the numbers any of you can find them at the world health organization or the cdc that people under 18 are are essentially statistically immune to this and I, I I just don't see why, and uh, and I I know that they would poo-poo, uh, you know, my questioning the risk and the whole thing, but that's the whole point of being a parent is making that making that uh, judgment. And speaking for his state, uh, yeah, Governor Ron DeSantis, <clears throat> or should I say, death sentence? Um, Florida is the only state that hasn't pre-ordered this. And I, I got to say, when this guy makes a bad call, I'll call him out. But over the past two years, two and a half years, Ron DeSantis has made all the right calls. So our Department of Health has been very clear. Uh, the risks outweigh the benefits, and we recommend against. That's not the same as banning it. I mean, people can access it if they want to, and parents can do. But if you look at when they were doing the hearing, you had one physician say, you know, parents are really, really frightened. Like we, we know that the risk is low. Uh, we're not sure how this is going to work, but we parents are really frightened about COVID for their kids. And which I would say is, why would they be frightened about it? It's because of media hysteria. It's because of a lot of misinformation. That's why they're scared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like I say, I'll interrupt when I disagree. But Governor Ron, not not Inslee. Um, is just saying, uh, yeah, go go ahead, be my guest. Every other state in the union, pre, you know, oh, we'll get out of your way. You go ahead and pre-order. How much? I, I, I guarantee, Governor Emergency Declaration, Governor Emergency Powers, um, in in Olympia is. Uh, I assume he's pre-ordered the crap out of it. And ne- the next thing that we're going to hear is state money and. Uh, you know, advertising on TV and radio about getting your five, your infant um, vaccinated with the new approved vaccine. And of course that there will be compliant, you know, generally the people wearing masks right now, if they've procreated and they have offspring, they're going to be the ones in line to vaccinate their kids because they're, they're full believers. They're full on believers and my question is do you think it'll eventually be made a requirement uh, for children to attend a public institution of education to get the vaccine i think didn't the state of washington resolve that they said it's not going to be a requirement this year yeah i'm not this year i'm saying eventually i i i i i don't know i mean there's a reason for mmr and smallpox and all that because those killed kids uh, polio it killed kids this doesn't kill kids and and i you know i don't have to be a doctor to know that so anyway and, and just being perfectly honest from personal experience I, my, my wife and i have been on the fence about this uh, two out of three of my kids have had covid it was mild cases but we have kind of gone back and forth and right now we've sort of settled on we're not going to get it because the data shows that they're not at huge risk and adults that want the vaccine can get it i advocate for adults going out and getting the jab i i got uh, two shots and a boost and i feel good about it 
but I, I'm in totally lock and step with you about children. I just don't see it as a clear and present danger to my kids for them to, to get COVID. Unless that changes, yeah. I, I just don't see it as something I immediately need to rush out and do. And uh, now, parents want to do it? Go for it. Have at it. I don't know. Oh, good point, Hockey. Uh, hockey points out that in season six of Peaky Blinders, <laughs> tuberculosis is part of the the plot line a big killer um used to be a big killer you know when we when we got that vaccination you know it it's a it's a science send um polio smallpox inoculations in one way or another has been around for about 200 years almost by accident because they noticed that milkmaids were not dying of of smallpox because there was a sort of an analog to human smallpox that they were getting in low doses from the cows they were milking and but those are all things that used to kill kids and that i i think on our current generation because we're the most healthy the most medicated that we're we're not being informed by mortality but the way that that the polio generation was um and you know the last the last smallpox outbreak was large one was in yugoslavia in 1971 it was declared, the World Health Organization declared it eradicated because it was eradicated. It's amazing. The last person to die of smallpox was 1978. They were in a British lab that stored smallpox. And, but, but, um, you know, so that, that's the, the reminder is that these things used to be killing our kids. So that's why, you know, the, the whooping cough, uh, the, or is it German measles? Whatever. The MMR. We just use initials now. You know, when, when my daughter is eight months old, it's like, whatever. All of them. Uh, ADP, MMR, Vaxi, whatever. Yeah, because everything on that list used to kill kids. And so make your own decision. I emphasize to all of you, make your own decision and don't judge me. But I'll tell you what, the most withering looks you get in Seattle are from the mask mask americans it's, it's true so annoying um uh, you know I, I i i laugh they've started to make a comeback here in the newsroom i've oh. seen them in recent days yeah, i know and i just think <sighs> virtue signal i i don't well, that's radio we don't make our living off our face you know my so oh, there you go um we'll uh, be back right after this uh yeah where can you make money uh killing pythons and uh, know it all, everything you need to know, so that you can uh, win your Friday and and you know win your three day weekend. To be honest with you, uh, back in a second, AM seven seventy KTTH. I want it all, and I want it now. Know it all. First thing. AM seven seventy KTTH. Uh, Brian suits here on your Friday. And uh, let's see. Let's start locally. This uh, kind of blew me away because I like, I like the uh, the river rafting, uh, don't you know? And I like uh, the the saltwater and the freshwater uh, sports. And this is not because this is, uh, unlike Yellowstone, the the issue in Montana uh, is that it's unseasonably warm, so it, it it's melting snow and there's a bunch of rain. Like there's been uh, rain here. Uh, anyway, two were killed on the Nooksack River, uh, you know, way, way up, uh, <clears throat> up north in Whatcom County. The, the storied Nooksack River is way up. 
and uh, a river rafting party uh, with a professional guide uh, on Tuesday around 3 p.m. Um, th- there was an accident. One of the rafts flipped. Uh, and the thing, the, the reason I sit up and take notice of this uh, is because the, the two men, the adult men uh, who were victims, uh, were, were found uh, drowned, both in wetsuits, both with helmets, both with life preservers. Oh, that was my first question when I read this story, and yeah. I was a- unable to find that information initially, but that is very striking that they had all the safety precautions taken. Uh, Whatcom County Medical Examiner's Office determined that the younger male died by drowning, caused the death for the second male which was who was found, has uh, yet to be determined, but both victims wearing wetsuits, helmets, and life jackets. And so I, I was uh, trying to work out the logistics of <clears throat> having a friend drop his daughter and I and and do some Nisqually uh, rafting but it's way up and and I'm not I'm not super uh, not super happy about it. So that, that m- makes it more dangerous yeah. if the river level is higher. I think it's um I think it's lakes. I think it's lakes for us. Calm, nice calm lakes, stand up paddleboard. Yeah, I'm a fan of whitewater rafting. I did it more in my youth, but I I always assumed I was safe if I had a life jacket on. Yeah, and it's and it's funny because because there's live cams on the uh, Snohomish and the Snoqualmie and and all that. And I was checking it out because we used to um, above the dam, or I mean above the falls, used to take the dogs to the Snoqualmie River at, at the base of Mount Si. It was always clear as a bell, you know, and, and just beautiful water, right? It's muddy, but it's chocolate. It's latte right now, and so is the Nisqually, and so is the Snohomish. Um, all of them, just because of the you know the rain from last week. Turns out it goes downhill, and it gathers together in ri- little rivulets, and then the rivulets make streams. And so anyway, really, really dangerous. Like I said, I think it's lakes. Stand up paddleboard. Thing two. Second thing. Uh, war turns out to be uh, messy, and there is. It's now revealed that there's a third American who has uh, been missing, probably a POW, at the uh, hands of of the Russians. Uh, the Russians are going to say, "Oh no, no, no! You're a mercenary." But um, fact fact of the matter is, in case you were wondering, hey, wouldn't it be fun to uh, go to uh, Ukraine uh, and fight? Even though you'd be going, you'd be going against uh, Admiral. Uh, Kirby's advice: If you're looking, if you're looking to fight, don't go to Ukraine. It's a war zone. We discourage Americans from going to Ukraine and and fighting in Ukraine. It is a war zone. Yeah, don't, uh, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. It's a war room. Um, you are a POW. You're you're not uh, an illegal combatant. Uh, and so, you be be sure to point that out to Yevgeny as he lines you up against the wall and and shoots you. So um, there there there's that. The uh, UN Human Rights uh, Council, which has a whole lot of influence on the Kremlin and Putin, uh, is uh, has I witnessed this aftermath of the siege of Mariupol, um, and uh, here's here's him. February and the end of April. Through, uh, talking about that, here's here's him. Her April, Mariupol was likely the des- deadliest place in Ukraine. The intensity and extent of hostilities, destruction and death and injury strongly suggest that serious violations of international humanitarian law and gross violations of international human rights law have occurred. 
To date, OSCHR has verified 1,000... And her, uh, sitting next to her, Boris Badenov uh, nodding uh, in, in agreement. I'm sure that Vladimir Putin did not sleep last night after this excoriating uh, accusation. The war crimes in Mariupol are sure to be beyond belief. If you thought the areas surrounding Kharkiv had seen uh, bad war crimes, I think it's going to be 10 times worse in yeah. Mariupol. Yeah. And did you see the interview Lavrov gave uh, yesterday where he admitted Russia is not squeaky clean, but we are not ashamed. We are who we are. They seem to be what? getting what? less apologetic. Where did the sarcastic gargoyle say that? I think did it he was... say it in English? Of course. No, oh, really? I wanted to grab the clip, but it was in Russian. But he just looks very smug and very unapologetic in this interview. I mean, they're... Going all out here, folks. They have no intention of going quietly into that good night. It's and and the the lesson about war crimes has been learned in in the Kremlin. You get away with war crimes if you win. Because I always always said that to Serbs about come on, they would say, oh come on, this is what war looks like. So, mass graves full of eight year olds? No, I don't think so. Well, what what right do you guys have to uh, to judge us? Well, you lost. You didn't win. NATO troops are in your country and you didn't win. So we get to exhume your mass graves. So there, there's that. The, the Kremlin's learned that. Um, they, they've learned how to hide the casualties from home. And that's absolutely true. They, they are, um, they are uh, what's it called when you die and they burn you and then they get the ashes? Cremated? Cremated. They're, they do have mobile crematoria um, and, and all that. And they get to bury the evidence of their own war crimes. They saw what happened when you retreat, when you lose... And you retreat like the city of Bucha and you leave behind bloated corpses on the street with their hands tied behind their backs and their civilians. Oddly enough, the world will judge you. Here's the direct quote from the Russian foreign minister this week. Russia is not squeaky clean. Russia is what it is. And we are not ashamed of showing who we are. Yeah. Nice. That, I'm sure. Think of that when you see body, uh, dead bodies of kids in yeah. the streets. Or, or when someone says, the weight of international pressure. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, here's Ned. Speaking of funny, here's Ned Price, State Department uh, spokesperson, uh, about the, the two Americans captured. Of course, we uh, likewise haven't seen anything from uh, the Russians indicating that uh, two such individuals are in their custody. Uh, if the Russians were to claim that they had such individuals, I assume uh, we would pursue that. If we had reason to um, uh, believe, uh, credible reason to believe that these individuals were in Russian and he custody, kept talking. We wouldn't pursue as that so the media to, folded to, up their tripod, stopped videoing, and you don't have credible. And uh, all that. So anyway, there's a, there is a photo of the two guys. There, there is, uh, and, and it got out on Telegram. So there is now proof of life that th these two guys had their hands behind uh, their backs, tied both alive and no apparent wounds in the back of a Russian truck. So uh, there's, there's that. They can't suddenly disappear uh, now. So uh, anyway, uh, thing three. Third thing. Um, the January 6th committee is meeting again today. I'm still not going to watch it. Um, and that is, uh, so here's 3.2 mortgage rates had their biggest one a week jump in decades, uh, because the fed raised the interest rate on Wednesday, the 30 year fixed rate mortgage stands at 5.78% up from barely 3% in November. I mean, it's not like the seventies when people had 20% mortgages and all that, but the, the fed hiked the interest rate uh, this week. And we, uh, we know that, uh, all right. Um, that is no one all. And you can go to Florida and catch pythons for cash. Governor Ron DeSantis 
doesn't he doesn't like invasive species, uh, so he fights it better. Whether it's COVID or pythons, uh, registration is open for the state's 2022 Python Challenge. Excuse me, uh, at a news conference. So uh, anyway, because people release their pet snakes into the Everglades and they're not indigenous and they eat everything. So anyway, come kill their their pythons. Uh, when we come back. We're possibly weeks away from millions of laptop Americans, as they're called, losing their job. Um, while that may be bemusing uh, to see millennials suddenly have to work for a living, uh, it, it's going to have an effect. And a uh, really interesting thread on that. Uh, I, I passed this on Wednesday night. I meant to read it uh, yesterday. And then I was reminded about it. So I'll uh, play it when we come back and, and read you this thread. It is a great food for thought when we come back. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Seeds here with producer Greg. Back in a second That's after we get to work with the right way traffic. AM 770 KTTH. Brian Seeds here. Well, Portland's secret is out. It's a crap hole. And uh, Fox News did a story on it. And I'll, I'll, I'll uh, it, it's, a, it's a great cautionary tale for Seattle. If if you tolerate too much, too much will be taken or something. But anyway, you, they, they they decriminalized uh, hard drugs last year. Hey, good plan. How'd that work out? Well, guess what? And we'll we'll get to that here uh, in a second. There's a a dude that I follow called Bjorn Ironsights, um, and uh, he's I, I I don't know what um, he. He's hiding his identity, but he can, you can tell by his tweets. He's a fairly thoughtful guy who can see into the future. He says, back from hell to smite the part-time bread man on occasional wine, what they say, uh, occasional shirt merchant. But So anyway, he commented on a TikTok video. And it's a, a pair of young, young women's uh, in the tech industry down in the Bay Area, and they're lounging by their pool as they're working on their laptops because... That's what they do. They get to work at home and uh, and the whole thing. And why wouldn't they? They're entitled to a six-figure income and uh, to uh, do a job where you can be in a bikini, in a pool, on a laptop. That's real work. It's, it's actual work. And here's, uh, here's a, a little bit of the young woman uh, who's, uh, who's shooting the, the selfie video. My coworkers keep saying I need to make, like, a tech TikTok, because if you look at my TikTok, you'd never guess I have a job. <laughs> so, um, anyways, this is our current workstation. Callie and I are what you call product managers. Callie, what is your team over? My team is over reporting and internal tools. And so, Callie, who's out of the pool, uh, wearing a bikini with her with her Mac uh, airbook, is reporting and something tools. So it's the dreaded three-word title. And here's our, our hero. And I am over what we call card experience. So we work on, like, anything from activating your credit card to freezing, reissue, shipping. All so you can't say card experience. Uh, you have to say card experience as if you, you don't know what you do. And I am over what we call card experience. So that's uh, that's what she does. This and reminds me of uh, Chandler from Friends. How no one could ever figure out what he actually did for a living. And surely, that's true. We we all have a handful of amigos where we're like, I still don't know what they do for a living. Um, <laughs> They'll well, tell me, and I still don't know. I remember that when I got out of college, 
that a lot of those kind of jobs um, were uh, happening um, in Redmond. God, that's an, it's annoying to just do. I can't. I can't so do. you think uh, uh, these uh, laptop professionals are soon going to be out of work? I, 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 I mean, I know people that, that couldn't explain what they did at that one place in Redmond, but they started making a lot of money. <laughs> this, is, this is why I retweeted this. I, what I said in my tweet was, this is the Archduke Ferdinand visits Sarajevo moment of 2022. Meaning, if you know your history, I don't mean killed Sarajevo. I mean, this is, yay, the Archduke and the Duchess Sophia are going to come visit. Yay. Oops. Um, this is what the guy said. <clears throat> We're like a month away from swaths of fake job laptop class being laid off with no recourse towards their previous lives. They'll actually probably be the catalyst for the spicy times. What happens when a few million laptop Americans get their pay cut down by 75%? When these layoffs start, you can't just go get a job at another company because it'll be across the board. What happens when the 200000 a year person with 200000 in expenses has to get a normal 40000 a year job? And I would stress that as much as you may want to enjoy this, you need to understand how interconnected it all is. Because... Uh, as laptop consumer class falls, uh, all that excess money will stop flowing into the blue collar sphere. Like we understand inflation in this abstract sense as a concept, but I feel like people forget to process how it practically enters the economy. It's via these kind of jobs, so the laptop Americans. There's millions of these fake jobs making absurd salaries. They, in turn, spend ridiculous money on Amazon and DoorDash and other bugman services. Uh, this in turn, supports those businesses which provides money to their employees. Uh, Amazon pays warehouse workers 19 bucks an hour because Becky and Lauren are spending these insane amounts of money on Amazon times a million. Uh, these Amazon workers now go and buy cars, patronize restaurants, buy excess items as grocery stores, etc. Et uh, let's let McDonald's, Walmart, et al. lay their people off. Uh, so now these brands are paying 15 bucks an hour to stock shelves and run a register but their bottom line demands balance on profit margin, so they bump their prices up. But it works because it's all trickling down from the top, keeping these bloated systems running. What happens when Becky gets laid off times a million? Well, she stops buying Amazon. Uh, so the $19 an hour Amazon employee gets laid off, and he or she sto uh, stops shopping as much. This reduces Walmart's profit, but Walmart is where it stops because you can only automate so much at the consumer level. Anyway, uh, a really good thread. I tweeted it out Wednesday night. Um, and, and, uh, you know, this is someone after my own heart, someone that, that's looking at the future. And uh, so break it down really in layman's terms, though, is this all happening because of a confluence of things? Is it the war in Ukraine plus, uh, inflation plus food shortages <clears throat> plus surging energy prices? Well, you know, the, the reason that I agree with him that the spicy times are coming is this is not just like 1977 or 78. This is not like the crash of 08 where certain people in certain sectors lost their job and because people defaulted on their mortgage and all that, you can still get food. The, the perfect storm here is, is not just the Fed pumping nearly $14 trillion into the economy. And this is, this is uh, if not for Joe Manchin, it would be even more. Uh, and this is the absolutely necessary uh, after effect of, of pumping money uh in is, is inflated salaries, inflated prices, you know, the whole the whole thing. Um, as things get too expensive, you stop buying them. As you stop buying stuff, people get laid off. And this is who's going to be laid off. I mean, this is what 
earlier this week. I don't even know. You know, I can't explain how crypto works. And I certainly can't explain how an exchange of crypto works. Apparently, neither could Coinbase, the largest one. And they laid off 1,100 Becky and Lawrence on Monday by by email. They didn't even let them come in or log into their Coinbase uh, uh, email. Um, you, you know, and I, I think out there on the edge are cryptocurrencies. You see what's happening to them. They're they're collapsing. Obviously, the exchange where you go and uh, and, and and buy them is going to collapse necessarily. And I think that's uh, just a precursor. Uh, but unlike 7708, <clears throat> there wasn't a crazy guy blockading wheat from the fifth largest wheat exporter in the world, the largest sunflower oil exporter. You know, un, un, uh, unlike 08, um, th- there's not going to be food riots that lead to new governments in, in uh, you know, Venezuela uh, or Nigeria or, or whatever. And, and so that's how interconnected this all is. This is this is our new modern global world. Yay. And uh, just in time uh, supply systems. And we and we've come to simply assume that food's going to be in the store. All you need is the money to buy the food. Then you go home and you put the food in your head hole. What if the food never made it to the store because it didn't make it out of the place where they grow the, the food? So uh, anyway, um, that's that's why that's what Twitter's for. So I don't come on the air and get in a low hover about this and then uh, depress everybody um, uh, before uh, before we uh, get to the work with our. I need I need hockey to pull me off the ledge. No, oh, there's hockey. It's far away. Now it's there. He is right above me. Uh, AM seven seventy KTT. Coming me down. I know it's supposed to. It's supposed to soothe even the savage beast. Yeah. AM 770 KTTH. Uh, Brian Suits here. And let's bring in Doom Falcon. There he is. Um, <clears throat> formerly known as Hockey. Uh, I was DM'd something. Uh, uh, hey, it's AM 770 KTTH. Brian Suits here with producer Greg. And I was reading you a, 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 a thread about what happens when these sort of like unexplainable three word titled laptop jobs. So are getting laid off like they did at Coinbase earlier this week. Um, and then um, uh, and other stuff. But anyway, talking about, you know, fuel prices and the looming financial crisis and that one radio host who keeps saying, we'll look back at June of 2022 is the good times. You know, that guy. Uh, interesting guy. Radio guy. Um, here is uh, this is from uh, the owner of a trucking company explaining why the USA is rapidly sliding into the worst recession it's ever seen. Uh, Quote, I own a small trucking company, and this is what the fuel crisis is doing to our country. Today, I filled up my truck to deliver products that help keep our country fed. When I filled up my truck, it cost me $1,149.50. This is one truck for one day of fuel. I own three. So for one day of operation, it's costing me $3,448.50. Uh, Yes, we use a full tank of fuel every single day, sometimes more than one tank per day. My trucks generally run five to six days a week, so we'll just estimate on the low side and say five. That's seventeen thousand two hundred forty-two and fifty cents. Last week was over twenty thousand for one week that I have to pay out of my pocket to try and keep not only my children fed but those of my employees in our country. Mark my words, we are on a downhill slide to the worst recession our country has ever seen. Trucking companies are going under left and right, literally hundreds weekly. If you're not aware what you're wearing. 
what you're eating, what you're living in, what you're driving, what you're reading this on was delivered by truck. <clears throat> Uh, if something drastic doesn't change in the next few weeks or months, I promise you, you'll see empty shelves everywhere you look. You'll see chaos as people fight for the basic necessities of everyday life, food, medicine, etc. I pray that all of you have the ability, knowledge, and skills to fend for yourselves, not only against those who would oh, do geez. you or your family harm, but to be able to find sustainable food and water. That's the end of his message. My, my friend wraps up with, Fortunately, Russia is about to surrender any day now due to the brave Ukrainian military forces that are already within sight of Moscow. So fuel prices should rapidly decline to affordable levels before people actually start to starve. But is there any narrative that doesn't contain a sort of the sky is falling uh, sentiment that I can latch on to here, Brian? Wait, let I me mean, get the where are the signs of bright from? light and optimism? Um, there's the sarcasm. Phone. Thanks. Hockey. Uh, you know, it's that, that's the thing. That's the deal. Plan for the worst, and that way you'll never be surprised. So is my two gallons of drinkable water in my garage enough oh, to, for you, to yeah. weather the storm here? For you, for about a day and a half, yeah. <laughs> you um, can brush our teeth you want, for you a don't few want days. Your, which one of your kids do you want to make it through? <laughs> Wait, which is your favorite? Come on. We're not on the air. Seriously. Who's your favorite? <laughs> but I've always been a guy that poo-pooed things like survival seeds or buckets of food and things like that. And so when I hear everybody saying the worst is yet to come, I tend to go, ah, come on. And you think what, what has two thumbs? You think and my 30, head is what has, in the sand? What has two two thumbs and thirty chickens? <laughs> this your guy, chickens are going to save you. This, but I mean that's why I'm on your good side because I, you're going no to you're going to hook death. a brother up. Nobody ever starved to death eating eggs. That's <laughs> all. That's what I know. Protein that's, pack. That's what I know. And and I mean, uh, you know, a, a couple things. And people say, is this really the universe you inhabit? <laughs> It is. It, 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 I, I actually do think in terms of, okay, um, you know, as, it, as we're on the Nooksack River in a, in a raft, it's like, oh, what's the worst that can happen? Death. You know, and, and, and so, and this is kind of the curse of reading so much history because you, you learn more in, in, by reading about failure than you do about re reading about success because when there's a success, someone says, well, um, yeah, I, I did a great job uh, with GE. I'm Jack. What's his name? Uh, I'm a genius. And uh, everything I touched, you know, turned to gold. You learn far more with here's where we went wrong. This is what we thought we were doing. Here's what really happened. Now, you learn far more. And, and that, that's why seeing what's happening it, with reading about the 1918 pandemic, as I've been doing for years before this pandemic ever came out of the Chinese lab, um, I, I, I saw some mistakes repeated. They're being repeated to this day. Um, uh, and, and inventing a new mistake, tank the economy. They didn't do that in 1918. Uh, and that was a worldwide pandemic. Killed somewhere between 50 and 100 million people. You'd think they'd have a better number by now, but that's, that's the estimate. That's way more than this. But the world economy didn't tank in 1919. But a, a big a big reason is because of the interconnectivity of the economies of the world right now. Um, and so um, America, if, if we're unaware of this because you grow up here. <clears throat> um, we are the reserve currency of the entire world. Uh, if you don't know this, other world economies rely on us and and we rely on on those economies um, to maintain life. You know, we can feed ourselves. But I don't have a wheat farm. Um, I, I'd have to walk to, you know, Colfax and buy, yes, 
can I have a shipment of wheat? You know, but what am I? I'd have to walk because there won't be gas. Uh, or get affordable gas or, 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 or something. So, so anyway, it's, it's, it's part the things. If I ever get a tattoo, it's going to say rules. Number one, hope is not a plan. Um, number two, the enemy gets a vote. Number three, don't be that guy. And, and so we're at, we're at number one right now. Hope is not a plan. I, that's why back in January, when I, when I, when I said Putin's going to invade Ukraine and if he invades Ukraine, um, it, it's going to be an absolute, uh, watermelon in a python s- slow motion but it will get here the disaster will 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 get here i'm buying chickens <laughs> that's that's my my go around um is okay well <clears throat> in november what am i going to use for food how am i going to put food in my child's head hole i will say this to your point about being a student I, of history i say souffle <laughs> the past is filled far more with death destruction chaos and starvation and, than, and we think we're over it we than, think than peace harmony tranquility yeah. prosperity and satiation yeah so maybe i will go out after the show today and stock up on lunchables That's- it's yeah, not not from here you won't i'll be taking them all home um the no that that's that's the sad lesson is that we've made such a successful world that we've forgotten where we've come from. Maybe our grandpa didn't want to tell us the stories. Maybe dad didn't want to pass them on to you. Uh, but as, as they say, you may be done with history, but history isn't done with you. It's, it's unfolding right in front of us and on a daily basis. And uh, so anyway, if you want to read that thread, it's from a Wednesday night. I, I retweeted this guy, <clears throat> uh, Bjorn Ironsights. It's, it's really a fascinating thread. And there's uh, some some say two attractive females in a bikini hammering away on their laptops doing something for a lot of money just that they won't be. My my takeaway was if they want eggs in November they can do some yard work for me. Uh, if they can if they can make it through the the uh, the gauntlet of zombie addicts in San Francisco who are searching for food because believe me that social service will go away and nothing. Nothing better than a bunch of fentanyl addicts uh, ruining your town, or as they call it, Portland, when we come back. Um, Here's an initiative you should never pass in the state of Washington. Oregon did it a year and a half ago. Let's let's check their work right after this. AM 770 KTTH. 